Hello and welcome to the Every Woman podcast. I'm Anna, editor of Every Woman, and every month we'll be bringing you the stories, insights and opinions of inspiring people in business on a wide range of topics, asking the questions you want the answers to and doubtless prompting some more in the process. Today we're talking to Melanie Healy, lecturer, biomedical scientist and sports therapist working in peak performance for over 20 years. Her latest work helps clients to get through some of the symptoms that the menopause brings up and aims to help them take control of their lives. So welcome to the studio, Melina. Hello, thank you for having me. Let's talk about the menopause because nobody really wants to, do they? <laughs> Let's start by just setting the groundwork a little bit. Um, you know, I know that many people are slightly confused about the different phases and terminology around the menopause. So what exactly is the menopause? Okay. The menopause is that um, horrible word that no one ever wants to say out loud. It's the elephant in the room mm. when the woman next to you starts pouring with sweat. It's the, um, it's the, the horror that suddenly you're over for the age mm. and that now your life is running downhill. Okay, so those are all the preconceptions. It's got a lot of weight, hasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. has. It has. It, it, you know, for most women, it's the end of their being female years, which is rubbish. Um, scientifically, it's literally when you're not going to have periods anymore. Hooray! Because <laughs> I think that's a hooray thing. I was going to say, I'll talk to you about the upsides later in the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's a hooray thing. Um what happens is we um, stop producing estrogen. So your literally your ovaries don't produce eggs anymore. That's, that's the end result of it. Um, it doesn't happen quite as quickly or as easily as that sounds. It goes for a, um, a number of years and uh, a couple of, a couple 40 plus symptoms that go along with it. Um, it starts from usually late thirties, can be for some people up to mid fifties that you, you're starting. So there's no, it's quite a big kind mm. of age gap, age range. It depends really on what happens with your family. So mm. your mum, if you speak to your mum or your grandmother, you're more likely then to be able to get an understanding of when perhaps yours is going to kick in. Is it you. is it a sort of something that then runs in families? So if yeah. your mother went into full menopause at fifty, yeah, you're, then kind, you're of likely kind of to. likely to. Yeah, okay. It, it's it's one of those. It really mirrors very much our parents, unless um, you were unfortunate enough to have had um, issues where you've had to have a hysterectomy. Or, but we can talk about the other sort of yeah. outside things. But in general. Normally, 38-ish, perimenopausal might begin. Mm -hmm. What are the differences? So perimenopausal simply means that you're beginning to go through the fluctuating changes of your estrogen levels. So your, our female hormones start to drop down. The level of them starts to drop. It isn't a steady and gradual drop. Unfortunately, it's a bit up and down. Mm. So it'll drop and then it'll come back up. It'll drop and it'll come back up. It will steady off and that can go on for a number of years. And what you see is the, the first thing is that your periods actually become less, um, less regular. So there might be month gaps in between a period. So people wrongly assume that that means that, oh, I'm in my menopause. No, that means you're perimenopausal. So it means your changes have begun to happen. And that could go on for 
years. You have to, in order to be truly menopausal, it's that you don't have a period for a full full two years consecutively. Mm. And then you're in the menopause. So it's quite a long process. Yes, it is. Um, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting, you, you know, you said it's, it's a sort of fluctuating thing and there'll be 40 plus different symptoms. I mean, uh, I remember speaking to somebody once who said it's hard to tell whether I'm ratty because I'm going through the menopause or just because I've got three children under seven or whatever she had. I can't remember. But I remember very clearly she was making that point that we often can't tell because as women, we live quite, you know, uh, busy and lives with lots of challenges and stuff. So what should you be looking out for? What are the real key signs that this is happening to okay. you? Apart from obviously the period yeah, lessening. So period lessening, mood swings. Everybody puts the Again, mood swings down <laughs> Difficult to, to tell it's sometimes. It's difficult because, <laughs> you, but they're different. So if you remember when you had, um, if, you, if you've been a mum, so, because this isn't going to be for everyone, but if you've been a mum, and then I can relate it back to to the to the periods. If you when after having a child, after we've sort of had our children, those three days where they talk about the three black mood days, that feeling of it's not despair because it, you, you don't feel like you know your world has ended, but it's you want to cry for no reason. There's no reason for feeling low but you just feel low mm. and it's not a low like, um, oh, I just feel a little bit grey today because, you know, I couldn't do my hair this morning. It's not that. It's a complete, I couldn't do my hair this morning, so I think I just want to cut it off. Mm. It's, um, it's, it's where there's no real proper level to your high or low. So there's no, it's just... Yeah, so you can't track bit, it. It's a sort of hormone, yeah, that hormonal... It's, yeah, it's, it's that you're either really really happy or you're really in your boots yeah. it's not there's no real kind of gradual anything it's everything's awful the world is black mm. it's the end of everything or it's oh the world's sunny and gay and everything's fantastic it's that real massive swing mm -hmm. and it's it's an irrational irrationality that you can't put your finger on mm. um, and a feeling of just not actually being in control of that that's one of the things what are the symptoms? I mean, the symptom that everyone talks about, and you've already mentioned it, is the hot flushes. Yeah, I mean, the trope of the woman go through the menopause, having the hot flushes, you know, I mean, it's that's the thing that everyone thinks about. Yeah. When do they start? So it's different for most, for a lot of women. Usually they're the first thing that you recognise and oh. maybe not the first thing that's happened. So by the time you start getting hot flushes, you've probably been perimenopausal for possibly up to a year or so, six months to a year. The, the hot flushes come on with the whole, it can be at night and it's, it isn't, you're just a little bit hot. Literally you're hot from your feet all the way up to the top of your head and back down again. And it's within a matter of minutes and you are dripping with sweat from every area you can possibly think of. And then some, it's really the most unpleasant thing. So that's one and it's fast. So um, it can be, it's so one thing that a lot of women complain actually stops them from sleeping at night because they wake up drenched in sweat. Everything's wet, the, you know, night clothes, bed clothes, a whole lot. And it's the waking up and then having to, and then you're freezing cold. Throwing yeah, off a it's duvet. like having that yeah. sort of, um, yeah, it's like having a, a fever. fever. Yeah. yeah, it is. So you, that's one thing. Hair loss. So thinning hair, your hair becomes a lot thinner lank quite kind of difficult to to deal with um 
loss of concentration. Mm. So lack of concentration is 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 one of the things. Um, some people complain of headaches, migraines. Sudden migraines coming on can be a massive um, symptom of of the menopause, particularly if with your periods you've had um, period headaches. So if you if you've been prone to period headaches, then they will start to increase as well. Um, sudden weight gain, so that whole middle age, middle start, you know, middle sort of spreading, um, irritable bowel. I mean, I think it's important yes. to say not everyone gets all of these. And, no. not, and some people don't really some get any of them, do they? I mean, some people suffer it. <laughs> but the important thing is that we're talking about a massive change. And yes. we're talking about a massive yeah. change in every woman's life that will happen at some point. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to affect our performance in all areas of our life, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we're having yeah. to deal with this. And possibly even more so if we aren't allowed to share stories about it and to get the support that we need. Uh, I mean, you know, how, uh, in terms of the ways that it will affect our performance, would you say, particularly in the workplace, that concentration and, and I imagine tiredness is another Yeah, fatigue, thing. extreme fatigue is, is, is a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you find in your work that people, that women just tend to power on through or try to power on through without the support that perhaps they should be asking for and they should be getting in this yeah. phase? What happens is they power through because we're used to powering through. It's, it's, it's what we do. But also there's a bit of embarrassment. So who wants to go to their boss and say, actually, I think I'm going through the menopause and some of the symptoms are really causing me a, an issue. So if you are being woken up at night with night sweats, that means that you're getting less sleep. It's not just about the, the less sleep. What you need to understand is that the menopause puts stress on our system. So it puts our body into a fight or flight. One of our, our stress, it's the way our body deals with stress. So we go into this, imagine that you are um, about to, I don't know, sit the biggest exam of your life, how that feels on your body. And that's fine for that period of time and your body can cope with that for that period of time. But now stretch that out over months and years you can understand that your body becomes fatigued and tired. So this extreme fatigue that you're feeling isn't just because of lack of sleep. It's literally because your body is tired. It, it becomes tired. Mm. Your eyes are dilated and, you know, you're because yeah. if you're in fight or flight, your eyes dilate so that you can see whatever's going to be coming at you better. You've got better vision. But eye muscles our muscles, like any other, they become tired, which means that your vision starts to become a bit blurry. That's going to affect, if you're someone that sits in front of a computer for long periods of time, working as most of us do, we've got screens in front of us at some point or other, mm. if, even if it's just our phone or iPads, that's going to affect your ability to see. So we go rushing off to the opticians only to get told that we've got old people eyes. You get your berifocals or your, you know, your reading mm. glasses and they don't really work that well mm. because it's not, that isn't really... That's not the problem. The problem. The problem is that the muscles around your eyes are getting tired. Yeah, yeah. And there are eye exercises that you can do, like any other. I'm sorry the word exercise is going to come in here quite a lot. But there are eye exercises that you can do just to help the muscles in the eye to, 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 to work well. And mm. I work with a fantastic vis visual cognitive therapist that, you know, I'm not, I'm not an eye expert, but she certainly is. And I've worked with her for years and years in 
getting exercises together that actually I give to my clients to do that I do that makes such a difference to your eyes. Mm. Just being able to see clearly actually works and helps relieve some of that brain fog that you get. Mm. You know? So interesting. Would never even think no. that it would affect your eyes. And there's a link with your eyes and your ears are linked together. So, I mean, I've done a lot of research on this and you're, if our eyes aren't focusing properly, that affects our balance, right. our balance in our ears. Our ears are, con- are dependent on what our eyes are seeing mm. to balance. So that sort of woolly headedness that you get, the slight dizzy spells, the feeling of loss of balance, all of those things are perpetuated by the fact that our eye muscles are so tired. Mm. So simple things like being able to do eye exercises actually affects, will then clear the fog that we're feeling it changes our balance, helps us to feel a little bit more balanced and a little bit more in control and help us to be able to, to you know, get on with our day. And there's small things that we can do for ourselves, but nobody knows where to go to get those. So mm. I've just said that. To me, it's, it's, rocket, it's not rocket science, but I didn't know it two mm. years ago. Mm. I had no idea. So uh, in my job lecturing, I'm standing in front of a lecture theatre teaching and I, and I forget words, I've, words are gone or I'm looking down at my notes um, and luckily I've been doing it for a long time and I, you know, you sort of retain a lot of stuff, but I can't see my notes and I've got my reading glasses on, I still can't see my notes. Then what happens? Mm. You know, being able to turn to your boss and say, lucky for me, she was a female and say, look, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but I'm having a few sort of issues. And then she started laughing and said, oh, you're in the menopause. So she knew. Yeah. God, because amazing. she's older. Yeah. But, and I had that support, but I mean, my menopause journey is very different to the majority, but there are a majority of us that went into early menopause for different reasons. And it meant that I thought that I wasn't going to get these other symptoms. So when all this other stuff started piling in on me, that's when I realized that actually it makes no difference whether you go through the, the menopause early in the sense of the hot flushes, that sort of stuff is out mm. of the way. But the other things catch you up because you're still going to have the other cyclical changes are still going to happen. So the other hormones are still going to start to drop off, whether or not your estrogen's gone. Yeah. So there are other things. And just being able to turn to your boss or turn to, it doesn't have to be your boss, but someone else in in your office and say, oh my goodness, uh, this is going on. And they say to you, well, it's the menopause. That's don't, normal. Don't, yeah, yeah, it's normal. Don't worry about don't it. Don't panic. Mm. Here's somewhere that you can go to to find out what to do or this is what I did and pass the message on. It's like being in a in a lovely secret club. <laughs> but it shouldn't so be secret. a secret it club, shouldn't be should secret, it? Exactly. I mean, I want to talk to you about, you know, where people can go uh, for support a bit later in the podcast and also about the work that you do to obviously support mm. people. But, you know, let's let's talk about this, that, you know, it is this secret club still. There's yeah. this sort of... I don't know, like you talked stigma. about the stigma and the shame and that, you know, when it is a just, you know, it is the third phase of a woman's life and it's a long phase and we should be empowering ourselves to deal exactly. with this. Exactly. Um, and one of the ways you do that is by talking. I mean, I I, I don't know if you agree, but it would seem that, you know, it's it, the onus is on business leaders in, in, in a sort of workplace context to, to start speaking up about about this, yes, particularly women. Yes. But we were talking before the podcast about a workshop that you did where you had men as well coming in. Yeah, you know, a lot of men will be with partners who are going through the menopause as well. It's it's not something that doesn't affect them. Um, you know, what would you like to see happen? Would you like to see 
more education? Is that the answer? Groups where women can talk about the menopause? As we're talking, you know, just it's not a big scary thing. It's it's a, it's, it's you know it's, it's a journey, isn't it? Yeah, it I hate is. That word, but it's true. It is. It is. I know. I know. Journey to outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's so two things need to happen. First of all, as women, we need to embrace that we are amazing in every facet of of who we are and and how we grow. Every individual one of us is amazing. It doesn't matter whether you've had four children, five children, six children, no children, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, whether you are, you know, a fiercely independent career woman that is at the top of your game and is a CEO, it makes no difference. We are all amazing in our own right. We are all, and we need to embrace that. Mm. We need to embrace the fact that getting older is not some sort of God, our society. Horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our society is a nightmare. Anywhere else, being older and an older woman is such a privilege. Mm. It's a privilege to be the matriarch of your family. Over here, it's like, you know, oh, give granny a, you know, a blanket a and stick her in a corner. <laughs> yeah. You know, or furry, furry chin granny, go and sit in a corner, pat her on the head and, you know, don't kiss granny, she's got whiskers. All those silly yeah. sort of jokes that we've made for years and years and years. Unfortunately, we haven't really come very far forward with all of that. We're, we're still sort of stuck in that ridiculous dark ages. We've got so much experience to give. We've got so much knowledge to pass on to the, to, to the generation coming up. Our generation were trailblazers. I mean, we were the first generation of, of uh, coming through of a con contraception, you know, like the pill. Mm. age is part of our generation you know we've got gener our generation of the generations that are CEOs that are seeing women you know in parliament really doing stuff I mean we we are it's not unusual for you to walk in and see a CEO as a woman but of real hard-edged what used to be seen as male-dominated companies. So why are we cowering? Why are we afraid that we've done all this stuff and got this far, that now that we're of a certain age, that we sort of think, okay, we, we can't now say or own that we are the age we are because somehow it's a stigma and we're going to get put in a corner. Mm -hmm. So we've done all this work to get as far as we have, and yet we're frightened to say, actually, yes, I am in the menopause and yes, I am going to have days where I'm feeling a little bit crap, but that doesn't mean I can't do my job. And that doesn't mean that I'm still not the most fantastic person that I was yesterday mm. now that this has started. And that doesn't mean that now I can be afraid and I'm going to be put out to pasture. What is that? And it doesn't mean that you're any less of a person or no. a woman, um, which is the other thing, isn't it? That's sort of, it's almost like there's an implicit feeling that you go through the menopause and you're not useful anymore exactly. at, at some level or you're not attractive exactly. or you're not a exactly. person. There's that lessening, that yes. sort of, you know, deficit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That's going to take time to change, isn't it? But we do all need to step up and yeah. be honest about what we're going through. I exactly. Think. And give a face to the menopause that, as you say, isn't, you know, in the corner with a biscuit cowering. You know, need to be out there. Yeah, just, just sort of saying, yes, I am... 52. Mm. Oh no, I'm not. I'm 53 now. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I always birthday. forget how old I so am. It's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just had a birthday. So yes, 53. Mm. Um, and I'm taking on 
new stuff, new challenges. Mm. And I'm looking forward to, you know, God willing, many more years of just trailblazing, doing what I do. Yeah. But that's, that's no different to anyone else next to me. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's just time for us just to get on. In the workplace, we need to not be afraid. And it only takes one person to stand up and say, actually, I'm not feeling so great today. For then the person next to go, oh, God, thank goodness that you said that. Mm. Because actually, I've been struggling as well. There's a lot of power in recognition, isn't there? Yes, there and is. We, we there are is. at the cusp of... of, of starting to own that I feel so tell me about your work in particular so you've been working in this area for a couple of years now yeah tell me the most surprising thing first of all that you found out about the menopause or people going through the menopause okay so what's the most the most surprising thing I think is that we still keep kept it under the table right that's that's the first the first thing the second thing was actually I did a workshop uh, um, with 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 a company that um, a couple of the men came in because they wanted to, not because they were pushed into coming in, that they wanted to come in. And then at the end of the session, I was asked to do a workshop, and which we're planning now for men only. Interesting. Yeah. Now that was a shock. And then the other big shock where men are concerned is that some men actually do have menopausal symptoms. So we know that the, and it's still sort of, there's so much controversy because one doctor will say, no, it doesn't happen with men. Another doctor has been doing a huge amount of research and actually, yes, it, yes, it, it is. What sort of symptoms then? Similar. Oh, right. So, so mood yeah. swings. Mood swings, hot flushes, the, the, the kitten. Wow. Could, okay. But that's a very, 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 there's, it's a few. Mm. But what we do know is that they do have a drop in libido. So there is, there is something going on and they do get um mood swings and we 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 know that Mm. or what most people call it is the midlife crisis for men everyone knows that that's been going on and they put it down to but for some men there really is a huge swing in their testosterone levels so it does have an effect on them so it shouldn't be poo-pooed but the other thing is that for every man there's a woman in his life that needs support and for them to understand what's going on means that there's that home support, but also work support that, that'll be helpful. If you're a manager of, you know, a, a workforce where let's hope now we're 50% men and women, that means at minimum 50% of your workforce at any one time are going to be going through some sort of menopausal changes. Mm-hmm. We're working for longer now, so that's going to be happening. If you understand and are able to support your staff through that, surely that's going to be a benefit to your, you know, let's numbers, productivity. Seems like a no brainer, doesn't it? (laughs) Exactly. People being off sick, stress. People are off sick with stress all the time. Some of that and mental health issues can be attributed to menopausal changes. So interesting. Let's let's talk about uh, further about this sort of support structure. I wanted to, to, to ask you whether you thought that we should be changing the way we organise ourselves um, and the way we live our lives in, in perimenopause uh, or whether workplaces should be changing their expectations of us or both. How do we adapt? What is the peak performance piece here? Okay. It needs to be both. It needs to be, um, as women, we need to take control. So things like food diaries, 
mapping out, I call it a food and mood diary. So mapping out what you eat, when you eat, how you feel when you eat, where you are when you're eating and what you're eating and the symptoms of, of, of how that makes you feel 24 hours later. Why is that important? Because your diet should have yes, to be yes, tweaked a little bit? Yes, so your diet, so what you've been eating, what you'll find, one of the things with the menopause is that you'll start finding that things that you normally eat and you have eaten for years suddenly don't work for you anymore. They make you feel, they start irritating you. So you start Red becoming, <laughs> yeah, so you might be getting headaches or yeah. some, um, sinus issues with with things like drinking wine or oh, beer or, right. or for some women, carb, car, certain carbs, for me, certain carbs really are a massive problem and make me quite unwell and bring on a, a kind of hot flush you wouldn't believe. Um, so it's about looking at the symptoms and linking them to the food we're eating. Regular exercise, trying to limit the amount of stress that we put our lives through. So let's stop trying to fit 48 hours into 24. Just, you know, start looking at the way we're living our lives. In the workplace setting, it's also a case of education in the workplace and putting in place something that is a support framework. There was a, a news thing uh, earlier in the year, a certain police force um, put in place a, a menopause room I actually think that's ridiculous and appalling myself because it was a room. So you could go to this room and it was billed as being a room that you could go to and you can just have a little cry. Have the menopause. I mean, yeah, have your menopause breakdown. <laughs> have the menopause there's in a room. that room. Yeah, off you go, there's a room. Go and sit and cry in that room if you're having a bad day. Yeah. But how insulting. But put in place something where your employees don't have to go running to a manager, but they can just go online and they know where to go. But you've got something. We've all got packs, you know, um, care packs. It's part of um, investors in people, but you're supposed to, to have a pack in place for your workforce to go to for mental health issues, for um, legal advice, for financial advice, debt crisis, all of those things that we deal with so well. Put menopause in the wellness stuff. Just have a wellness pack mm, mm. that means that they don't have to come crying to there, if they suspect they're having symptoms, you don't have to go and tell your manager. You can just go and go and look. Mm. Your manager doesn't have to be embarrassed. They can just direct you to this place. Again, it's normalising, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean, a normal part of life. I'm sure. I'm sure the menopause room came from a good place, but it's part of the problem, isn't it? That you make it the other and this sort of thing that we must never talk about, rather than like you say, being part of the wellness package. Yeah, just a is, normal part yeah. of life. Of life. <laughs> because it be, because it is. It's not, you know, it's not, there's nothing. And stop, there's lots, there are a lot of places you can go and get information, but which is brilliant. It can be really overwhelming. Mm. So if you're busy, you're a busy mom, you've got a career, you've got a husband or a partner, you're trying to just run your life, you actually don't have time to be going onto a million different websites trying to work out what is the best thing to do. Um, whether it's the HRT route or the natural route or, you know, the combination of the, of the, of the two. But you just need, if you had somewhere that you, you're at work and you're, there's a little podcast or there's a, um, a group chat that you can go on to, you can just put in and just, you know, I'm feeling a bit rubbish today. I think I might be going through the menopause and you get an answer. That's what we want. We, we're in a, a quick society no one's really got more than five or ten minutes to be able to you know you're on a train in the morning have a little look and and the support is that's all it is it's mm. just making it normal and that's all I'm trying to do I'm just trying to get employees to just 
stick their head over the parapet a bit, recognise that it is something that's real and do something, just put something in place. It's not, I'm not saying spend thousands and thousands of pounds, but surely it costs more to have people off sick and struggling than it does to be, you know, the employer that actually cares about their, their staff mm. and just put something in place that means that they're supported. Mm. So in essence, respect yourself for going through the change. Yeah. Uh, talk about it and... Uh, embrace it. And embrace it. And it could be a positive it experience. Is positive. It, it is, is positive. positive. It really is. I mean, you know, but nothing... We all know that there are good and bad days, but at the end of the day, it is a strong, really strong, wonderful part of your life. And it's leading you to the next amazing thing that's going to happen. It's the close of one lovely chapter, hopefully, in your life and the opening of another great chapter. It's another, you know, another book to write, another another chance of, gosh, what's next? It's not a horror story. It's, wow, OK, this is another beautiful phase that I'm entering. Melina, thank you. Pleasure. For more information on Melina's work, one-to-ones and workshops, go to melinahealy.co.uk or email her on mel at melinahealy.co.uk.